you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Tuesday, January 23. The government will review how sexual assault cases are dealt with by the legal system with alternatives to criminal trials to be explored in a wide-ranging review. Attorney-General Mark Dreyfus will today announce the terms of the inquiry following Labor's multi-million dollar commitment to strengthen responses to sexual assault. Patients requiring complex and coordinated treatment for chronic diseases are no closer to using the government's flagship My Medicare initiative. That's because it's tied up in red tape and practices still can't enrol patients using the software. Representatives from the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners have urged the government to boost its investment in an incentive program while the software is fixed. Labor is split over controversial tax cuts due to come into effect on July 1. Some MPs feel the legislation should be modified to redirect millions of dollars into short-term cost-of-living relief. But for others, that means breaking a long-held election promise. That's in today's episode. On Wednesday, Labor will make a decision that could have a huge impact on the government's future and the state of our whole economy. It's about tax. And bear with me here because tax policy can sound horrifically dry, but it's put the government in a political and economic tight spot. Here's the dilemma. When Labor entered government almost two years ago, it did so having endorsed tax cuts designed by the coalition to curb bracket creep and keep more hard-earned cash in the pockets of working Australians. Here's then-Treasurer Scott Morrison in the May 2018 federal budget. The plan will result in more working Australians paying lower rates of tax. It will be enshrined in legislation. The plan has three parts. One... The Stage 1 cuts arrived pretty quickly, coming into effect just two months later in July. It provided immediate tax relief for the 10 million Australians on low and middle incomes, aka the Aussie battlers that Labor wants to appeal to. Stage 2 of the grand tax plan was a little more chaotic thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. So the government's stage two tax cuts will be brought forward to July 1, just gone and effectively backdated in tomorrow night's budget. Cash for everyone. These are tax cuts worth... That meant millions of Australians could essentially earn more but pay less tax. Now, with the pandemic in the rearview mirror, we've arrived at stage three. According to the original blueprint, the stage three tax cuts are supposed to make the system simpler but they'll mainly benefit rich people, not those Aussie battlers and hard-pressed workers. Up until now, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has been dead set on seeing it through. I can't give a clearer answer than we haven't changed our position. The measures that we are interested in, we put into last night's budget. But Labor is under pressure from the left, including within its own ranks, to dump the cuts legislated way back when. And that would be a dream come true for opposition leader Peter Dutton, who'd seize the opportunity to hammer Labor for breaking a promise all the way to the next election. 
Well, everyone is arguing about the stage three tax cuts because they are very expensive. They'll cost about $20 billion in terms of revenue foregone in the first year. Patrick Cummins is the Australian's economics correspondent. So they're very expensive at a time when we know that the budget is under a lot of structural pressure. But beyond that and looking out in the coming decades, the fiscal picture is pretty grim. And the idea that we're kind of giving this big lick of tax relief and we're losing something like $300 billion over 10 years because it keeps going up and up the cost of it is a bit of pill for some to swallow. The second reason it's controversial is that stage three is focused on delivering more of this tax relief to higher income workers. So you will get a benefit from $45,000 upward, but the more you earn, the more you get out of these tax cuts because they really reduce the tax rate for higher income earners by quite a lot. I think there is a bit of the fact that people have forgotten what they got before, but it's also the fact that we're in the middle of this really intense cost of living pressure. That's lower and middle income households who are feeling it the most. And yet this tax relief is going to mostly upper income households. And many an economist has said to me, well, this probably isn't the tax package you would have designed if we uh, knew what we know now in terms of the inflation challenges and so forth. This debate about fairness is happening smack bang in the middle of a cost of living crisis that's arrived years after the tax relief focused on low and middle income earners has come and gone. Australians are being squeezed at supermarkets, petrol pumps and on household costs like rent and utilities. And the government is under more pressure than ever to provide relief. That's why Anthony Albanese has summoned members back to Canberra two weeks early to do something about it. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has called an emergency caucus meeting for Wednesday as the government looks to fast-track measures to ease the cost of living pressures. The controversial Stage 3 tax cuts, which are due to have their effect felt from July 1 this year, are also believed to be high on the meeting's agenda. The PM told Sky News on Monday the government plans to shift the focus back to those low- and middle-income earners in tomorrow's extraordinary meeting. Well, we'll take whatever advice is given to us, but we'll always look for ways in which we can provide assistance to people. As I said, particularly people who are on low and middle incomes, the ones who are doing it particularly tough. Albanese also said the government had already taken action by asking the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, also known as the ACCC, to investigate possible price gouging by the nation's major supermarkets and retailers. But what else can the government do to ease cost of living pressures without sending inflation soaring again? The trick to delivering cost of living relief at a time when inflation is very hard is to make it very targeted and to make it so it reduces a cost for a household or a business, but it doesn't give them money. It's anywhere where the government has the power to affect a particular price, and that has the benefit of lowering the recorded rate of inflation. The ABS comes out and says prices are this much lower than they would have been, which they have been saying about electricity and gas, were it not for government intervention. Energy bill relief is a classic one. Um, Instead of a $100 bill, you're paying an $80 bill. Now, you haven't been given $20, but it just relieves the costs on you. It'll be maybe extending the energy bill relief, could be more childcare subsidies. Anthony Albanese on Monday morning was talking about, you know, there's not going to be a cash splash. It's not going to be like during the pandemic when we were getting handouts left, right and centre. 
So that's the line they'll be trying to trade. They've done it pretty successfully in the last round. So I would expect that they'll do more of the same. Coming up after the break, why the government has a difficult line to walk on cost of living relief. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthyish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthyish and Extra Healthyish wherever you get your podcasts. The problem with the timing of all this is that the contentious Stage 3 tax cuts have become conflated with cost-of-living relief. They do share some common traits, like their potential to push up inflation, but they're not the same thing. Here's Pat Cummins again. Well, they've been conflated in part because of political pressures. The Greens argue that you put all this money into the economy through this tax relief and it's unfair and it'll add to inflation And that makes the inflation challenge worse. If we weren't spending so much on stage three, then we could afford to do more to help out households. And that kind of argument ignores the fact that a lot of this is about reform. You don't set reform based on the short-term pressure. You don't set reform based on what's happening in the economy this year or even in one or two years' time. You set reform about how you want to set up the economy and how you want to set up the tax base. The idea of the three-step tax reforms was to pay back some of the bracket creep to workers. It eats more and more into our disposable income, and that has bad effects on the economy. It can make people less willing to work, take jobs, work more. So the whole idea of the reforms were that you would take away some of this income tax burden that has been getting heavier and heavier. But in a year where inflation and cost of living is is so high on the agenda, particularly something like the final stage of it, where it goes mostly to uh, upper middle and upper income workers, then it becomes problematic politically and can even be poor timing if you're in the middle of an inflation outbreak and you're adding more money into the economy. The economy slowed down a lot. Real consumption is pretty much flat. So it might be the case that the tax cuts actually help the economy tick along a bit, avoid the economy tipping into something nastier than the soft landing that we're projecting. The government is spinning a lot of plates here. Balanced on the end of one stick is the need to be seen to be keeping its election promises to an increasingly frustrated electorate. But right next to that is the bracket creep that's put the government in a tough spot. On a third stick spinning faster and faster is the cost of living crisis. And next to that, the risk of pushing inflation up. If it takes its eye off one, there's a good chance the whole lot could come crashing down. And that's where the political danger lies for Labor. Pat says it's possible that the government could tinker with the Stage 3 tax cuts at tomorrow's emergency caucus meeting in hopes of slowing the spin without shattering one or all of those plates and its chances at re-election. Cost of living is the number one issue for Australians around the country. It just eclipses everything else. So it makes sense that if you're a government who wants to get on the front foot early, that you would be trying to roll out some kind of tax relief early in the year. So they're going to be treading a difficult line between being seen to keep their promise, 
but also recognising that maybe these tax cuts are too expensive and giving a sop to their own party, to the Greens, to quite a big group who think these are too big and too expensive and should be redirected. We're hearing that at Wednesday's caucus meeting, they will consider the idea of trimming the stage three tax cuts. So you increase the tax-free threshold and you give some tax relief to lower and middle-income households and you also trim it at the very top so higher-income households don't get as much. The government will face charges of breaking promises, but it'll be interesting to see whether politically they can push through this and they'll be able to show the benefits of such a tweak if that is indeed what happens to voters around the country. Patrick Cummins is The Australian's economics correspondent. You can read all our reporting and analysis of the ongoing tax cuts debate right now at theaustralian.com.au. Access a world of true crime podcasts on CrimeX Plus where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime.